It's the rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Thursday, December 9th. Oh, man. Oh, man. Week 14 kicking off tonight. Uh, You might even be listening to this afterwards, and hopefully this darn thing gets posted to the podcast feeds. Amazon. We're working on that, by the way. But, hey, if you're listening to this, well, that's amazing. And if you're getting caught up, that's also amazing. I got a quick one for you, as you can see today. Going to roll through the wide receiver cornerback matchup upgrades and downgrades, get you set up for the remainder of the weekend. Hopefully you get caught up here (laughs) anyway. uh, Of course, if you want all of this information, you can certainly get it over at ftnfantasy.com. We have our wide receiver cornerbacks matchup chart, the often imitated never duplicated with our proprietary matchup ranking. It's pretty easy. It's a zero to 100 scale. And uh, nobody's ever at zero. Nobody's at a, ever at 100. But sometimes they get a little bit close, like Jerry Judy's matchup this week, which I'll talk about that in a second. That's a pretty darn good matchup, not going to lie, out of the slot there for uh, for Judy. Uh, but anyway, that plus uh, the shadow coverage index, plus the advanced wide receiver cornerback matchups chart, plus the... Uh, the advanced wide receiver defense versus position. It's awesome. Just go check it out. Promo code RADPACK. Get you a discount there at ftnfantasy.com. Diving into these matchups, though. I love Tyreek Hill's matchup here. And, of course, we only saw, you go back about a month here to see the last time Hill faced the Raiders. And he scored twice in that game. And it's not a huge surprise when you look at the matchup out of the slot. We know how good Hill is, but it's so hard, obviously, to be overly bullish about him after last week. I get it, but it's a roller coaster ride that we sign up for with Ty Freak. So out of the slot, he's going to face Nate Hobbs. Uh, Hobbs tight covers on just 12% of his 50 targeted routes. That's not a big number right there. And get this, receivers have had open separation. So that's more than a step of separation. 68% of the time with a guy as fast as shifty as able to get open as Tyreek Hill, Hobbs is going to struggle mightily in this one. So giddy up Tyreek Hill, uh, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd. So for Chase, he is lining up on the left 51% of the time. And that means that over half the time, roughly, if that number sticks, which I expect it to, he's going to see Josh Norman. Now, Josh Norman a while ago, formidable uh, matchup, right? Oh, no, Josh Norman. But now it's like, yeah, Josh Norman. 13.1 yards per catch, 70% catch rate in his coverage. He's allowed four scores on the season, so not worried about Jamar Chase. Uh, then Tyler Boyd out of the slot, Kwan Williams is who is who covers the slot for the San Francisco 49ers. Wide receivers are catching 80% of balls thrown into his coverage. Step of separation or more, 90% of the time. That means they are open against Kwan Williams. Now, T. Higgins is a little dinged up, and then plus I don't love the matchup for T. Higgins against uh, Mobley on the other side. So that's the tricky thing there. So I like Jamar Chase to bounce back this week. Even with Burrow, not 100%. Not overly concerned there. Uh, We got a rivalry game between Dallas and Washington. Love that rivalry right there. But I really love the matchup for CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. These guys move all around the formation, unlike last year. So I'm not going to say that any one of them is going to face any of the Washington corners more or less. So let's just tell you about the Washington corners as a whole. William Jackson allowing 13.1 yards per catch. 
He's given up six scores this season. Kendall Fuller has been one of the most heavily targeted corners in the league, 75 targets on the year. And then Danny Johnson, who is working in the slot, very limited work so far this season, but 13 catches allowed on 17 targets, 17.4 yards per catch allowed out of the slot. That's crazy. Like for a slot corner, that is an enormous, it's a big number anyway, but that's an enormous number for a slot corner. Uh, like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, largely because they're facing Houston. Desmond King and Terrence Mitchell have not p- played particularly well this season. Six combined touchdowns allowed in their coverage, and King has given up a 76% catch rate. Russ is not 100%, but I don't really care this week for Metcalf and Lockett. DJ Moore is actually benefiting from Cam Newton. Look at the numbers over his last two games. Now, it's not enormous numbers, they're, but they're top 24 numbers for fantasy purposes. And ultimately, uh, the matchup, too. I mean, I, I like DJ Moore this week. Fabian Moreau, especially. When he's up against Fabian Moreau, six touchdowns allowed on the season. Uh, Jerry Judy, let's finally talk about him. I think we're at the point where we're pretty much outright fading Cortland Sutton. And that's fine. It happens. We can't get every single player right. If we all got every single player right, I don't think fantasy football would be that much fun. Uh, but anyway, I, I know that that's what we expect. So whatever. We didn't get Cortland Sutton this year. Maybe when they change quarterbacks next year, it changes for Sutton. He's still a talented player. I just don't think Teddy B is the guy for him. But Teddy B is pretty good for Jerry Judy. And out of the slot, that's the matchup I love. I, I love every matchup here, but I especially love the slot. Will Harris manning the slot for the Lions is allowing a 74% catch rate, 12.1 yards per catch surrendered. Judy is going to crush him. Julio Jones, will he suit up actually? Well, he's practicing, but he has not been activated yet, but I do think he will be facing Jacksonville. Nevin Lawson, who has seen limited action this season, 18 catches allowed in his coverage, but four of those have gone for touchdowns. So Julio Jones is a very good play uh, this week once he is activated. Uh, Just a quick reminder, when I do these, remember I'm talking to two audiences. I'm talking to a season-long audience, and I'm talking to a DFS audience, and it is a different message for both. Some of these guys you're automatically starting in season-long, but you may not play in DFS, obviously. All right, let's do a quick break, and when we come back, I got you covered on your wide receiver matchup downgrades. All right, so maybe not the most fun names on the uh, downgrade. Some of these guys, it's like, man, really? We have to downgrade them? Uh, But we do. DeAndre Hopkins, let's start with him. Monday Night Football. Okay, so Cliff Kingsbury does not move his wide receivers around the formation. I just talked about how Dallas, like those guys move all over the place. That does not happen for Kingsbury's guys. And what we have seen is Hopkins has been lining up on the right 80% of the time. He's almost never on the left, and he barely uh, is in the slot. So there is that. Jalen Ramsey earlier in the year was not manning the outside against three wide sets. He was he was essentially playing in the slot. But recently, over the last couple of weeks, he has been outside when facing 11 personnel. And that is what he's going to face against Arizona because that's what they run basically almost all the time. Uh, so... In other words, Ramsey is going to be on the outside a lot. And what's fascinating here is he's going to line up against Hopkins. And I'm sorry, I misspoke. He barely is on the right. He's always on the left uh, earlier. Um, 
he's he's been on the right four percent of the time, left eighty percent of the time. I'm thinking right corner, you know, which is where Ramsey plays. Regardless, I digress. They won't even have to shadow in a traditional sense where Ramsey would travel with Hopkins in order to have Ramsey on Hopkins basically the entire game. I would expect that in this one, the old nemesis Jalen Ramsey here, and that does put a major damper on Hopkins. Hopkins has a brutal matchup. There's no way around it. Now, am I benching him in season long? No. No. Am I playing him in in DFS? Well, uh, I I usually don't play the full slate, so that would have to be a showdown, and um, even then I'd be a little bit reluctant. Oh, by the way, showdown-wise, I should mention this. My guy, John Kelly, who is our MMA MMA guy at uh, FTN, FTNDaily.com, he won the freaking Millie Maker on Monday night. <laughs> like He chopped it, but he still chopped it for $400,000. I can't tell you what that would do for me. <laughs> Maybe I'd pay off my darn student loans. Hey, and I know we have some young listeners. Kids, go to college. <laughs> it's not just a piece of paper, and I'm not joking here. I'm actually pretty darn serious. Uh, it isn't a piece of paper. It's a key that opens up doors that can't be opened up any other way. Uh, so kids, go out, go to college. But I would love to pay off my student loans one of these days. Still is also the moral to the story. And uh, John, well, John would be able to do that because he did quite well. So go over to ftndaily.com. Go check it out. We have great info over there. And uh, follow what our guys say to do, basically. Promo code RATPACK. Stephon Diggs, another downgrade. So for much of the season, we've been talking about how you can throw on Tampa, you can throw on Tampa, you can throw on Tampa. Well, here's the deal. Context is everything. And the reason why you could throw on Tampa is because they were banged up. They are not banged up anymore. Sean Murphy Bunting is back. Carlton Davis is back. And Jamel Dean never went anywhere. So the band is back together. That's the secondary that helped them win the Super Bowl last year. So, yeah, this is not a good matchup for Diggs anymore. Carlton Davis, 53% catch rate on the season. He was very good last year as well. Uh, Jamel Dean on the other side, on the outside here, is allowing a 52% catch rate and .15 fantasy points per route covered allowed a low number league low or league average is 0.26 so he's well below that and actually on the other side I think Chris Godwin deserves some attention now in season long again I am not fading this dude however in DFS not a strong play yes 17 targets last week yes Buffalo has no Tredavious White you know who they do have Taron Johnson and if you're not a Buffalo Bills fan but if you've listened to this podcast now you finally know who he is but most people should know and they don't know who he is 51% catch rate on the season Tight coverage 30% of the time. That's a big number. His presence puts a damper on Godwin this week. Using him in season long, sure. But DFS, no thank you. Uh, Terry McScorin. Downgrade, unfortunately. And I don't think this is a Trayvon Diggs shadow. Uh, We actually haven't seen that in a while. What I do think about this one is... Uh, this is essentially, he's going to see Trayvon Diggs, he's going to see Anthony Brown, and Anthony Brown, I know a couple weeks ago, people, you know, on Thanksgiving, they really pointed out how, you know, how how bad of a game it was, and it was, he had four penalties, and okay, but he's holding opposing wideouts to a 56% catch rate, three interceptions, 10 pass breakups, I can tell you the team at FTN Data loves him, and I trust what those guys say, I don't like this matchup for McScorin. And then finally, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I don't care about Debo Samuel's status. This is still a downgrade for Ayuk. A couple years ago, Chidobia Wuzier, you would have said, oh, this is a favorable matchup. 
He's actually been playing pretty good football in 2021. He's holding opposing wideouts to a 57% catch rate, 10.5 yards per catch allowed in his coverage. Not a pushover of a matchup here for Ayuk. All right, that does it for me today. Head on over to ftnfantasy.com. Go check out everything we have to offer over there. Hopefully this podcast reaches your podcast provider <laughs> sometime soon. And, uh, yeah, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out.